Real stories from the team at Northern California's country radio station. Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. You are Inside Froggy 92.9. Welcome Inside Froggy 92.9. I'm Dano, joined, joined by Amber and Tanner in the morning. No Jen. Where'd she go? So weird. She's missing. She had too much stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't be on the podcast because she had too much work to do. Don't be surprised to see her on a milk carton anytime soon. She's gone. We don't know <laughs> yeah. where she is. Oh, sorry. She's in my... She's flying around Runner Park. We don't know where she is. Flying around? Just like on flying. a jetpack? Yeah. You think Jen's on a jetpack? Ooh, band name, I call it! Sorry. Jen's on a jetpack. <laughs> Jen's on a jetpack! <laughs> I imagine it's a punk rock song. Wait, is that the band name or the song name? Both. I think both, yeah. It's like the debut album, no, we didn't the first that. song on the album. <laughs> Yeah. Jen's like, on a jetpack. Jen's on a jetpack. Like Bad Company. And then it yeah, turns into exactly. a, a film. Yeah. <laughs> it turns into a film? Like Bad Company. <laughs> Bad Company was a film? Yeah, Chris Rock and... Um, oh, no, that, no, no, no. Anthony Hopkins? Yeah. But that's not based on the song. No. Oh, so it's just like a, a tacit... <laughs> it will have nothing to do with Jen Ruth. That I, it be. I was thinking I of it more like the Beatles' first movie, A Hard Day's Night, where like you follow oh, Jen. yeah. On a jetpack, <laughs> and that's the only song that plays for three Dance hours straight. You're halfway through, and you're like, I don't get this movie anymore, but I'm gonna keep watching it. But it'll be Hans Zimmer version of the Jens on the Jetpack, so it'll be like, yeah. Jens on a jetpack. Yeah. And then there'll be an opera yeah. part of it, it's like, Jens on, on a jetpack. Jet well, that's when she runs out of fuel. <laughs> yeah. And you don't know if she's gonna make it or not. <laughs> Every song is just lyrics, Jens on a jetpack. We we'll do an emo out. version. This is what happens when you don't come to the podcast, Jen. <laughs> no, but for real, she's working. So <laughs> you got us three, and we're sharing stories from inside our lives, from inside the radio station. Checking in, just a check-in. Check-ins are important in 2021, just like they were in 2020. How's everybody doing? How's everybody feeling? How has your week been going? How was your weekend? Amber, checking in. You hear? Mental health check. Mm. One, two, check. <laughs> I don't know if you want to do that. Oh, okay, well, uh, two, no, today, actually, I, I was having a rough couple of days, but then yesterday I took a nap. I took a CBD bath. Whoa. Yeah, there's a local company called Sonoma CBD, and she makes CBD bath bombs, and she has saved my life. My muscles were just, like, so tight, and I don't know if it's from working out or stress or whatever, but I took the bubble bath, and I just drank Gatorade, and now I'm fine. It was in, like, a cool shape, too, and I saw it on your Instagram story. It was a skull. Hardcore. Whoa, CBD bath. <laughs> what was the skull? The bath bomb, I'll show you. Oh, it's a CBD bath bomb. Yeah, yeah, In yeah, a yeah. skull? Yeah. In a skull form, and it smelled like cherries. So it's blue, and then it's ombre into That's pink. That's so and then it, scary. And then it bubbles up, and oh, it makes a delicious smell, and it has CBD in it, so it's relaxing and good for your skin. I feel mm. like the shape of it kind of freaks me out just a little bit. Because it's technically healthcare. Yeah. Like, could you imagine if you got something from Kaiser that was a skull? <laughs> like, yeah. You take this treatment. It's in a skull, skull. shape. Isn't that funny? <laughs> she, she has all kind of fun, fun ones. Though. So here's a free uh, shout out to you, uh, Grace. You just got engaged. So she made a, a little ring bath bomb. Anyway, awesome. how are you guys doing? I mean, to, to the shape thing, I mean, that, that works with the vibe of CBD and everything. So that's fine. And it's <laughs> kind of cute. But I'm just saying, like, when you think about it, like healthcare, like, could you imagine if you got, like, a new prescription and, like, they were just yeah. a skull? 
cold pills. Oh, it's just kind of funny. We thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> or even something like vitamins. Yeah, right. Or food. Yeah. <laughs> Skull-shaped pizza. Yes. Tanner? I'm good, man. 21 days off of soda. Wow. Still going well. Wow. I got myself an Arrowhead sparkling, lively lemon water that I've only drank like four sips of. Life's pretty good, man. My brother is visiting in town from Seattle right now, and it's going well. He's here until this Friday. He got here last Friday, so yeah, it's nice to see him. I miss my alone time a little bit. I've been, uh, it's kind of that thing when you have people visiting you, you feel like you have to show them everything in Sonoma County in such a short window of time that you're kind of running on fumes by the middle of the week, and that's kind of where I'm at. Like, we went to San Francisco and bodega in the same day on Sunday. Wow. And so I'm kind of just like, yeah, what would you do, do that, that for? Yeah, do that. <laughs> what would you do that for? And he's been here to Sonoma County before, but as you guys know, I drove the worst car ever that could probably not even make it to Runner Park from uh, Santa Rosa. So I felt kind of guilty. You like, also had the worst insurance ever. Yeah. The worst the, insurance. That didn't <laughs> exist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's actually the name of the company. Didn't exist. <laughs> Corporated. Kids on a jetpack. <laughs> and so I, I, I felt a little bit bad. We weren't able to do anything when he was here just because, you know, Amber and I just moved here and so many things were moving so fast mm. and we were moving. And so I get to, you know, show him around a lot of it. And like after uh, work today, we're going to Lagunitas. Yeah. So, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Then you pop over to Dano's for dinner afterwards. <laughs> Come on over. <laughs> Wear a mask. Yeah. I'll double mask. What should I, I want to give you one thing that you have to do with him. Uh, Lagunitas is a good choice. Russian River's always good. Bear Republic's good. Mm-hmm. Of course, I don't know any of these places but the patio experience. Give right? him the Dano tour, which is take him randomly to the Green Music Center. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. <laughs> I was showing you two where you were going to be working. <laughs> and then the, stomp around in the mud on the fairgrounds. Because that was I did what we take, did. <laughs> I did take both Amber and Tanner when they were interviewing her. I took them to Green Music Center and the fairgrounds just to show them. Like, that, what, just to see so you can yeah, see no, and touch and feel what we do. It was great. Yeah. And uh, then you should play them like your Christmas jingles on your phone. Because that's also something Tanner, I mean, Tanner did with us. You don't remember that? I didn't play the Christmas jingles. You played... <laughs> you played the Christmas jingles, You man. played some sort of, like, renditions for us that you did on your keyboard. It was recordings of you doing parodies. Oh, yeah, being funny. Right, that was no. great content. Yeah. Yeah, so it I wasn't, like, me. super serious. I was right. showing you an example of the great content we do on the station that was setting the standard. We're not saying it wasn't funny. <laughs> I wasn't funny. playing you my home movies. Look, okay, we weren't saying that it wasn't funny. I think Nor were we saying it was bad. We're just saying it happened. Hand going up. <laughs> hand is going up. The, can- the cans are coming out. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry, the astrology sign. <laughs> Zodiac sign. Speaking of which, Amber looked up our compatibility today, like with our astrology and everything. We are Ooh, 1% compatible. That oh, was going to be no. my story today. Oh, crap. Sorry. I'll keep my lips sealed for the rest of it. Perfect example of how incompatible you are. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you stole story. Ankle is still an issue. I had an x-ray. So okay. if you're catch- just catching up. I like rolled my ankle and moving boxes, which is so dumb, wasn't even working out. And it's kept me from working out and running specifically for eight weeks. 
And x-ray was a negative. Yay, which Yay. means they didn't see any cracks or anything. I, was like, I guess that's kind of good, but it's also bad because it's like, well, now we don't know what it is. They think it might be a pinched nerve in my foot. Oh, my mom has lots of those in her back. Yeah, I had one in my shoulder blade once. Oh, I'm sorry. Ooh. So uh, I've got like a Zoomer with a podiatrist today. And I'm sure they'll say like, no, you're not, because they love to tell me that. I'd be like, hey, I've got a, I've got a horn growing out of the front of my head. They're like, you don't have a horn growing out of don't the front of your it. head. <laughs> They're like, just rest it. Pretty sure I'm going to be a unicorn yeah. soon. Nope, no, you're not. So Dino we'll see. But that's that's basically what's going on with me, and uh, it, it 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 affects it affects mood. It affects my stress management without my running. So, but I'm working through it, and uh, and I'm on a I'm on a little bit of a, a social rest. I'm not I'm not on. Not in fuego on the social for right now. I'm is it because easy. of how we made fun of you for the feet? No, it's not from last week. No, I just, <laughs> just because I don't know. because we love you and we were just kidding. <laughs> I think it's good to take social pauses every once in a while. Sometimes you just like, especially working in the type of job that all of us work in, where we're personalities. You know, our job is very social. I think it's very important to take a step back every once in a while and just. Have a little Dano time, you know? It's, and it's, it's good to work on the muscle that when you feel something, you're about to hit post. Work on the muscle where you don't. If you have the ability to be able to, to not do it, that's also a good impulse to have. Hmm. Interesting. About. Nice. We always come up with an interesting way to, to figure out how we're going to tell our story before we started. Wow. <laughs> I just assumed. Wow. Psychic. I had something planned that included frozen pizza. Oh. But Amber, right as I was about to say that, started doing rock, paper, scissors, slash Rochambeau, depending on where you're from. Mm -hmm. I think we've done this before, actually, on the podcast, but I feel like we should do it again. I know we've done it before. Which is it, Amber, Rochambeau or rock, paper, scissors? I'm going to say rock, paper, scissors, because I don't know what you're talking about when you're saying Rochambeau. You've never heard Rochambeau? Rochambeau! <laughs> no, I'm Wait, saying, I'm being dead serious. Oh. <laughs> I've heard both rock, paper, scissors and Rochambeau. What is, what is Rochambeau? It's just another way to say rock, paper, scissors. Enlighten me. I have no idea what it means. You just, yeah. what you say, you just say Rochambeau. You still rock, paper, scissors, same game. You just say what Rochambeau. You, what do you guys say? Rochambeau. Well, I typically say rock, paper, scissors, but I'm familiar with the art of Rochambeau. <laughs> it's like when you're in college and like, you're like, let's play beer pong, and there's that one frat guy who's like, it's called Beirut. Who? <laughs> yeah, that's the official name of beer pong. Is it really? Way. Yeah. With the cups and the triangle, that's actually not beer I pong. I was today years old when I found out. Let's do it. So I'm going to do it. All right. I'll, uh, Tanner, Amber, why don't you go first? Uh, Amber, ah. Tanner has thrown, wait, wait, so, so Tanner has thrown scissors, Amber threw paper. So Tanner won that round. Thanks do I go against you? Yeah, yeah, now you go yeah, against, you go against him. Rochambeau. No, it's one, two, three, shoot. <sighs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's something. Rochambeau. That's not one, two, three, <laughs> shoot. No, 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 it's rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot. Then that's definitely not Rochambeau. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Boom. Dano has rock, Tanner has scissors. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> it's so heartbreaking when you lose. <clears throat> Rochambeau. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, uh, let's see. I guess I won, and I have the decision. I'm going to defer to the second half and go last. So, boom, Amber, boom, boom. Amber uh, why don't you go first? Okay. Well, like Tanner mentioned, I looked up our compatibility on a Zodiac 
horoscope website, astrology, whatever, today. I wrote it down. The reason why I came across this is because I happen to just be looking at mine and Henry Cavill's compatibility. <laughs> well, t- Amber this morning was like, what zodiac sign do you think Henry Cavill is? And I was like, I don't know, Amber. A, a cancer? She's like, no. I was like, no, I was looking it up as you were guessing, so I didn't know. I was like, a Sagittarius? No. And she's she's like, he's a Taurus. He's a Taurus. The best zodiac sign. All right, Tanner. One, I did not say that. Two, I did not say. Amber is beat red right now. Uh, okay, so Wait, we're gonna when, talk about when is the Taurus birthday? It's in May. Okay. Yeah. So I was almost gonna tell you his birthday, but I don't want to seem that crazy. Too late. No, okay, but I looked at mine and Cole's compatibility, my fiance, and we're extremely compatible. But Tanner and I are not. Tanner and I have a 1% compatibility. <laughs> and we do a morning show together. So we've who, said it who before. put you two together? Some cancer. <laughs> okay, so Dan's a cancer. Tanner is a Virgo. Mm-hmm. Uh, your birthday is August. 31st. 31st. I'm an Aquarius. Uh, My birthday just passed. So here's the summary of our compatibility. Virgo, which is Tanner, can represent everything that Aquarius runs from. Practical, worried about health and earthly things, down-to-earth, cleaning, obsessed maniac. (laughs) Imagine how incredibly irresponsible, chaotic, and unrealistic Aquarius me looks to Virgo, Tanner. Their strongest meeting point is in their rationality and communication, and this can be used to overcome many problems that their differences result in. Unfortunately, in most cases, they will not have enough chemistry to start a relationship, let alone stay in a satisfying one for very long. If they take each other seriously, they might create incredible things together as their great minds merge. So that's that. Tanner and I in a nutshell. Well, communication though, yeah. that's that's the deal. We're not trying to actually get you in a in a like a Rob and Joss relationship. No. I feel well, like I, you know, I try to get them into every single episode. Yeah. Has there been one episode where no. they haven't been mentioned? No, because she listens and I like to do it. <laughs> I want to see what mine and Dana's compatibility oh, is. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you think it's low? I, well, it can't be lower than 1%. I just feel like <laughs> after hearing that, 1% doesn't seem to match the profile, right? Mm. 1% like means these people can't even be in a room together. Like That's how I take 1%. But like after hearing what our compatibility is, I feel a little bit more optimistic about it. The reading sounds like 30. Yeah. Like maybe 30 or 40. Not yeah. One. Well, it it measures your compatibility like it's obviously it starts with like intimacy and then it's like communication and blah blah blah. It's like the whole And there's different percentages in that, but like the first thing came up it was like Virgo and Aquarius 1% compatibility. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh." It's pretty crazy. We just thought that that was funny. That's hilarious. But let's see. Why don't we do you and Melanie? Okay. Okay. What is Melanie? She's a Virgo. So your when's your birthday? August thirty first. September nineteenth. Uh, let me double check that. Yeah, double check that. September nineteenth. Zodiac. Libra. That is a Virgo. Yeah, she, she's a Virgo. Oh, yeah, she's so not Virgo. only are we gonna find out about Dan and Melanie's, but we're also gonna find out 
about Ben and I's compatibility. So, dun, dun, dun. Oh, that's right, because you're yeah. a Virgo too. That's funny. A Cancer and a Virgo, your compatibility What's uh, the percentage? via intimacy is 95%. Dude, we're intimate AF. <laughs> Trust is 99%. Communication and intellect is 60%. Mm. Emotions, 65%. Values, 50%. Shared activities are 90%. Mm-mm. And the whole summary is 77% compatibility. There's some truth to that, what you're saying there. She and I are on opposite pages on different, we have different perspectives on a lot of things, but we make it work. It says the main problem of your relationship <clears throat> is in the possible conflict between emotional cancer and reasonable Virgo. Mm. <laughs> Does that seem true? <laughs> Is that my mail you've been reading there? (laughs) (laughs) It seems that way sometimes. I was telling Tanner that, you know, a lot of people say this is like bull hockey. But sometimes I think about it as a way to understand people better. Even if there's just like a glimmer of truth. Sometimes I'll see astrology and I'll be like, man, that's a load of you know what. But sometimes (laughs) like Amber, like when we're off there, she always reads like both of our astrology to each other every single morning. And sometimes I'm just like... That hits a little too close to home right now. <laughs> today's, our our um, horoscopes today definitely struck a chord with both of us, so we were both just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Part of me is always like, you know, astrology is totally made up, have some integrity. <laughs> but another part I of have me... Good. <laughs> another part of me thinks that astrology is also just like putting on a pair of lenses that regardless of what you're looking at you're going to see something meaning even if it's totally made up it's still going to make you think something right you're still it's still going to take your it has brain to be somewhere. like general enough to resonate with many people like if, if i if i was sitting here and you told me you think about your relationship with your wife i wouldn't have thought about any of those things you just said yeah so at least makes you address and look at something through a lens rather than just like you're out there and i don't know figure it out so mine like and danos what is it one percent. Can you read it? <laughs> okay, I'll read the summary. So one percent. Okay, so I, the whole summary is thirty-one percent. Okay. Dano being a Cancer, I being an Aquarius. We could say that Cancer and Aquarius are not your usual happy couple in those cases. There, this is probably a little too relationshipy, but their relationship can be too stressful for a Cancer partner. The lack of intimacy will tear them apart. However, the link between them can be actually wonderful. When found, they could open up to such interesting new perspectives for one another if this happens. They both want to learn new things and can travel as far if a strong base is made at home so cancer can remain peaceful. To move into a positive direction, Aquarius needs to understand how unusual their partner is and try to experiment on being homey, but while having fun. Cancer will have to take over main set of responsibilities to hold on to the idea of their home base. See, this is like very relationshipy. Yeah, we're not playing house, Amber. No, okay. Cancer might discover an unbelievable joy of freedom, and Aquarius might develop closeness. If these partners can be silent together, sipping on their morning coffee, this is in most cases the first step to step to success. Uh, success. But Silent. So- <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're going to make it work. We have a podcast together. <laughs> so it says like cancers are really like homey and unmovable, but I really don't like see that in you. Yeah. Yeah, you're all over the place. You're running. You're at the station. 
Well, but part of me is that, I don't want yeah. this to all be about me, but since it's up, since it's being brought up, I definitely have, like, a build the castle mentality. Like, wherever my home base is, my office and my house, I want that space clean. I want it fortified. Yeah. I want to think about, like, potential, like, I don't have the money, but I really want, like, a gas backup generator for the house. Because when, <laughs> when, the, when the PSPS right. happens, I just want to be like... <laughs> Turn on the backup system. Yeah. Like, I want missiles on my house. <laughs> this is... <laughs> the, so so I definitely think it's like solid foundation. Like I want a paid for missile armed house with turrets. <laughs> but... Well, this says right here that you value stability, intimacy, and family while I'll va- why I value freedom, intellect, and new technology. So what separates like Aquarius from like other signs is we just want to be free, like we're a free spirit, whatever. But like Tanner values like a work ethic and things like that, while you value like family and stability. But I'm just like, nah, <laughs> we're going streaking in the quad, yeah. <laughs> something like that. What I've learned about Virgos is we are strange creatures and sometimes I read horoscopes and I'm like yeah that relates but like doesn't make me feel great about myself you know <laughs> you are a serial killer and uh, there's Virgos nothing you can are, do to escape it aren't Virgos most likely to be serial killers Virgos and Geminis yeah yep so yeah dun, dun. it's okay <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I guess I brought that under the table, sorry. Well, yeah, Aquarius are total freaks and weirdos. 1% compatibility, number one in rating, so we'll hey! take it. <laughs> we'll take it. Doesn't matter. In females. Twenty-five <laughs> <laughs> Two books ago. <laughs> All right, thank you for letting me get out my astrology. Tanner, I think you were the sham in Rochambeau, so why don't you go next? That is me. Isn't it funny how sometimes you'll talk on the radio and something you didn't really expect to get a lot of reaction or, like, a really strong opinion happens? Has that ever happened to you? Yes. And and I know it's happened to Amber a bunch, and it's always the most random stuff that you don't expect. It happened this morning when I told a story about my brother... Realize that I have some of the same eating habits from when I was a kid. I have it a very specific way where I do not like my food to be touched with other parts of foods. For example, like if I'm eating a stack of pancakes with syrup on it, that's on a separate plate than my eggs and my bacon is also on a separate plate. And I was just talking about that this morning and the opinions of people blew my mind. This guy named Homer called in. He was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> he was like, that's weird. You're weird. He and kept saying it over and over so again. To be clear, you don't want the maple syrup from your pancakes to get on your meat and eggs? I just don't like any of my food to be touching, but that specifically, yeah. Yeah. Like any, I just. Same. I just. Same? Well, I, same. I told you it was a normal thing. Yeah. People want their food separate. But then I also, I told the story about Probably how I. <laughs> I like color coordinate my M and M's before I eat them. Like I put my M&Ms, <laughs> even Jana was like, "What?" <laughs> like, I'll put my M and M's in my hand, and like I'll put blue on like this part of my hand, like the top right, and I'll put like brown on like the bottom part of my hand. And I, I like to eat separate M and M's by the different yeah, colors. No, I'm out there. You got, You're you got out. <laughs> they get you. Got me out there. Dang. <laughs> and and it's just I'm very specific with food. Like the idea 
of when people eat things and they still have food in their mouth and they drink a beverage to like wash it down disgust me. That's a no. That is appalling. Who does that? I've seen people, my brother does it. It disgusts me. And like swish it around. I know you have like food and like a a Dr. Pepper floating around in there. It's gross. Yeah, that's gross. It's gross. I don't understand why people mix food together. Food isn't always supposed to be mixed together. And so that was the point I was making. And so many people called me weird for it. And I just wanted to ask, do you think it's weird? Like, what did Reggie, uh, another guy who, not Reggie. um, Kenny. Kenny. Another guy named Kenny called in the show. And they're just baffled by it. (laughs) And I just don't understand why it's so weird. Thanksgiving must be a nightmare for you. It absolutely is. That's all Thanksgiving is. Well, Homer called in and was like, what about succotash? And Sandra's like, that sounds like my worst nightmare. (laughs) Because it's like, you know, corned beef hash or something like that is like potatoes and bacon and ham. And like, you put all the hot sauce on it and you can put an egg on top. And like, it's delicious. But Tanner's just like... Please stop talking about this. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> the Homer called him a city slicker. He was like, that makes you a city slicker. And Tanner's like, for not mixing my food <laughs> I guess that makes me a city slicker. It was no. funny. It was yeah. funny. Not that time. No way. Yeah. That doesn't make it. I mean, there's other things to do. Uh, but yeah, not, what, not the food. What makes you a city slicker is my question. <laughs> what does make me a city slicker? Is that still <laughs> a phrase? It's the first time I've heard it in years. <laughs> I know it was a movie, two movies. <laughs> I mean, uh, does it, so does it make you weird? I don't think it makes you weird. I, I think the M&Ms make you weird. A little bit. But, I get that. But the, I, I'm with you. I do that all the time. My wife makes great dinner. She's an incredible cook. But, I mean, not to sit here and bag on post-meal, but she made, she made like a, a it was like roast beef and then potatoes and little popovers and then... The spinach and the sauce had like a lemon sauce. Mm. It's great. It's delicious. But the sauce was thin and it seeped over underneath the whole plate. So literally the everything was like under, it was like a little soup. And it tasted good, but I just don't, I, if there's a sauce that's meant to be gravy-esque, I need it in a bowl and I'll dip. Oh, that, I'll dip. Ooh. Yeah. I feel, and I'm also someone who, like, if I get a. I decide the liquid. (laughs) Me. I feel the exact same way. Like, when I go to Chick fil A and I get a spicy chicken sandwich, I don't like to put the Chick fil A sauce on the bun and just slap it on. I like to control the ratio, I like to control which part gets the most sauce. And what's amazing is you end up dipping the whole thing. So you actually end up like dipping like what would be though, but you want to be the one in control. Is this OCD? No. Yeah. It depends on how, how bad you are of it. Like would it drive you absolutely bonkers? Like ruin your whole day? Yeah. Then yeah. Dano, I don't know if you, cause I was at Dano's for Thanksgiving this year and everything was in its own very specific I don't know like category. No, I don't I, it would have been kind of weird if you were like looking at my plate and notice, but like, yeah, I eat super specifically. I don't like my food to touch each other. It almost taints it. If I have a, I'll use a steak as an example, and there's cold and there's coleslaw <laughs> next to my steak. Kind of a weird combination. But if my coleslaw touches my steak, I have to throw away a part of that coleslaw and the steak. Throw away just a bite. It's gross. I'm just so the opposite. 
Yeah. Are you, so the opposite. Like, <laughs> this is why we're one percent compatible. You one percent the opposite. <laughs> I, well, I like. I even mix my food together sometimes. I'm like, this might taste good together. <laughs> I'll got sauce on there. I'll put the same sauce on everything. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just go with the flow. If the the sauce leaks onto the steak, whatever, I'll eat it. <laughs> See, I wish I could be like that. Like, how much Chipotle burrito bowls stress me out? <laughs> Shouldn't be something that I'm proud of. Have I ever seen you get one of those? Probably. Even like when I get one There's of those so burrito bowls, I'll kind of like I'll mix it together a little bit, but I kind of like throw the lettuce to the side. Throw the meat to a side. Put the mm. keep the rice like on the. I just, I just feel like food. I haven't found a food that should be like put together that I enjoy. What about fried rice? You've been to a Chinese restaurant. You well, get chicken I, fried rice. I think fried rice is different because it's like supposed to be mixed together. Mm. I think foods that inherently don't. See now I'm just ruining my point about burrito. <laughs> question, dude. Question. I'm questioning everything because oh I eat fried God. rice like nobody's business. It is, I, it's just a question of whether it's an intended composed dish yeah. or whether it's like a mismatch of stuff. And if it's a mishmash of stuff like Thanksgiving, I've learned on Thanksgiving to make two passes yeah. with my plate because I don't put that much on my plate because I don't want it all. I don't want the cranberry sauce in the scalloped potatoes. I don't want that. I don't need to mix that. I want those to be different. I know where they're going to end up and be the same, but I don't want them, like, at least on the front end, <laughs> mixed up. I just realized when I eat fried rice, I only eat the rice and then the chicken. I don't eat them together. So it's a little bit of that. And so Kenny, when we're t I was talking about Kenny earlier, he called and he was like, well, it all goes to the same place. I was like, well, going down, it's all about an experience. Like, I'm not just like... Like I, sometimes I do eat like a raccoon eating out of a trash can when I'm super hungry, but like I'm, at least I'm a fancy raccoon. <laughs> a Snickers bar, kale, peanut butter, an avocado, and toothpaste. It's all going to the same place. Let's eat it all together. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. Just some thoughts. I'm, I, now <laughs> Just some thoughts. It's making me con contemplate life. A little bit. And you don't have soda to wash it down, so what I know. are you going to do? <laughs> I just have this crappy Arrowhead lemon water. <laughs> well, he opened up this morning, he goes, this tastes like 7-Up, and I'm over here in my head like, there's no way that tastes like 7-Up. <laughs> like, there's no way. I'm just trying to talk to myself. To <laughs> <laughs> just trying to make myself, I'm like, this tastes exactly like Dr. Pepper. Tanner, that's water with some pepper in it. It's the same! So that's that. <laughs> Any closing remarks from you over there, Not Dana? from me, a Denny from Tanner. I think I, this might be a part of a new journey for me to figure this out, man. Like we need another Tanner journey. <laughs> this. I told him today. <laughs> we really have to limit things on Tanner does and says. Like you have to put up boundaries. And today, today's boundary was if you call yourself a golden retriever one more time, <laughs> I'm going to leave. Like, I'm going to quit the show. Why were you calling yourself a golden retriever? He's just been calling himself that. It's just kind of been my mantra lately. <laughs> kind of what, I, I want to be a little bit more of a golden retriever every day. Golden retrievers are happy. They're reliable. Trying to have a golden retriever be a little bit more of my spirit animal rather than like a Komodo dragon or something like that, you know? But he's saying it too much. Not on the air. Off the air. <laughs> I'm not I'm not like open up every break no, like Wow, so Luke Bryan's number one. Guess what? I'm a golden retriever, everybody. <laughs>
But it feels that way in real life. So I'll just, oh, be, yeah. I'll just be sitting there and I'll be eating my Chipotle burrito bowl or something. And he's like, I have a call in the trailer. <laughs> I don't know and if it's I'm that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like talking to me. And I'm like, hey, running. Hey, running. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great, Amber. I'm you're glad right. you're engaged. Running? <laughs> I have a new one of those like every week. And I understand that it can be exhausting at times. Yeah. Well, we've talked about the buffalo sauce fiasco, right? <laughs> That's just one example. <laughs> he was just like really, really into buffalo sauce for a little bit. Yeah. Like, which was great. He was excited about mm-hmm. something, but we had to have a talk. <laughs> I get really excited about things and I'm laser focused on it. Then I get sick of it and like you forget You got laser about it. focused on buffalo Dude, sauce? Dude, 100%. Yeah. I was like putting in my salads. <clears throat> I was putting it on everything I possibly could. But it wasn't that he was putting it on things and eating on it. He was talking about it constantly. Yeah. And he would just be sitting in the studio and like nothing, like no one. No one says anything. And Terry just goes, I love buffalo sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> anyway, sorry, Tanner. Yeah. People say I'm mean to Tanner, by the way. <laughs> Just a golden retriever loves buffalo sauce, man. <laughs> That's the 99% right there. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> I, uh, I won the last round of the Rochambeau. Rock you are the Rochambeau series. champ. I am. You should make you a t-shirt. So I'll tell my story. Uh, I hate the name Rochambeau, by the way. It is a little weird, isn't it? It's, it's a little stupid. bro-y. It's like someone named Chad made it up. They're like, oh, rock, paper, scissors, dude? Nah, man. It's about Rochambeau. I don't know oh, what that went, accent you is. You went frat boy, then you went southern. <laughs> <laughs> the Newberry Martindale sounds like yeah. that. <laughs> so you started in Santa Barbara and you ended up at UGA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did the reverse. <laughs> I have something that happened to me this week, and I don't know how it happened. But some, well, I kind of know how it happened. <laughs> I'm so intrigued. Melanie needed to get some work done, so I need to get the boys out of the house. This is on Saturday. And so my go-to when I need to get the boys out of the house during the pandemic, there's not a lot of options with a six-year-old and a two-year-old. And so we'll go to drive through somewhere. Amy's, uh, usually Chick-fil-A, or sometimes, as we did this week, Amy's drive through And then we'll go to the park, and that'll kill three hours. So... This particular Saturday, my youngest, Harvey, was just losing it. Like, he was just, some some days, for no reason, in the car seat, they're just... And if you've not ever experienced it, it's hearing a child endlessly scream is, like, on the Richter scale of torture. Yeah. And especially, you're like, there's, it's so frustrating, there's no way to fix it. So I finally started, like, flipping through songs to try to get a song to try to chill them out. And for whatever reason... Elton John Rocket Man did the job. <laughs> yes. That's a good one. Pack my bags last night, brief light. Like, as soon as it goes, like, he just, he like. That's amazing. Chilled him out. The power of Elton John. So I didn't want to lose that momentum, so he started going through other Elton John songs. Found the one that you mentioned a number of podcasts ago. ago. Like, I'm sitting to it. I think it's Levon. And. Banger. But maybe it's. <laughs> Don't let the sun go down on me. Uh, also, anger <laughs> with with the garage and the motorway. Sleeve on. <laughs> he mentions he mentions not the garage, the garage, the garage, yeah, and the motorway. <laughs> Laughed at that one. Uh, 
<laughs> okay, but then here comes Candle in the Wind. Ugh, gotta stop that one. <laughs> and I started, as I was listening to that song, I started remembering 1997, Princess Diana died, and he reworked that song for her death. And so he rewrote, because it was originally about Marilyn Monroe. I think it was about Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it was. He reworked it Look for it <laughs> he reworked it for Princess Diana's death. And so I like I watched it's incredible if you ever want to Google it. Google Elton John Princess Diana funeral. He gets up after having re- rewritten this song with Bernie Toppin like that week. That's crazy too to reimagine your own song that you had this own idea of for like that big of an event. Oh, you're right. That's how big it was. Marilyn Monroe yeah, first. I thought yeah. it was. Here it is. Like, this is the moment that's going to help with some healing. Elton John's redone this song just for her. And it was, it was like, Amber, you probably won't remember at the time. Tanner, you weren't alive. I, I was one. <laughs> uh, I was alive. Thank you very much. It, that song was huge on the radio. The, the CD single had a white flower on the cover and was like the number one song of like the year. Wow. Like, Reese's old song resold millions of copies. And so and I watched it, and like as he's walking up to do the piano, he's walking down the, the center of the church with George Michael. Just everything about it is just like, and as I'm looking back on it, I was like, this is a moment in time. Okay, so it's a wonderful performance. It was a wonderful rewritten song. Here's the problem. I am waking up in the middle of the night, and all I hear is, Goodbye, England's rose. I don't know any of the words, but the song is stuck in my head, and I'm opening the medicine cabinet to get the toothpaste, and I'm closing it. And it seemed to me that you live your life like a candle in the wind. That's actually a pretty good impression. Yeah, pretty Thank solid. He's been working on it. While he's working <laughs> he, he, his he's, yeah. <laughs> he's got some sunglasses on right now. A very cool top hat. Looks he, great. For that video, didn't he do like the Mozart-looking like powdered wig deal? Uh, I don't know the, ori- the original video. Yeah, I think so. I don't so. know the original video. I don't know the original that well. I only know this Diana version. Oh, okay. And I don't even really know it, but it's stuck in my head because I'm... Getting ready to go on the radio to talk about our $1,000 contest with Splash Express Car Wash. And right before I'm hitting the on button, I'm thinking, <laughs> Candle burned out long before. <laughs> Candle in the Wind is like one of the big Elton John songs that I unfortunately do not know. So I have a funny story about I'll Candle in the Wind. I'll send you the link. Shia LaBeouf did this thing on Disney Channel uh, where they're talking about, like, who they're into, like, what music they listen to, and he's <laughs> he's talking about how he likes Elton John, but he says, he's like, I hate Candle in the Wind. I used to be into the whole, uh, the rap scene, and then I got into, like, Jimi Hendrix and Cream and, and Eagles, and that's where I'm stationed now. No. Elton John, before he started singing Candle in the Wind. Gotta stop that. Kids like you express themselves every day on Disney. <laughs> he really doesn't like Candle says, in the Wind. He says, gotta stop that, Candle in the Wind. <laughs> so they played that on Disney Channel constantly. So every time I hear that song, <laughs> all I can think about is Shia LaBeouf saying, gotta stop that, Candle in the Wind. 
<laughs> so first off, he says that he's into the Eagles, and that's where I'm stationed now. Like talking, what? Like already could tell he was a weirdo. Like at that, what age is the year? Thirteen. Gosh, he was so young. This was like early two thousands. That's amazing. Gotta stop that candle. Like the song that's in memoriam of two legendary performers' personalities. I mean, that's but you gotta, you gotta stop, stop that it. Twelve year old Shia LaBeouf says you gotta stop it. So you gotta Dude, stop it. He dunked on Elton John and that one. Like <laughs> Elton John's like we're taking it out of the set. Oh uh, man, it's so funny. So my my question is, it's a lovely song, but I'm a little sick of it. But I can't stop playing it in my head. Mm-hmm. I have no idea really why that one stuck in my head, but it is. Songs or sounds or voices that have been stuck in your head either recently or all time that have just like driven you insane. Well, okay, this doesn't drive me insane. For some reason, the That 70s Show theme song always gets stuck in my head. Hanging out down the street. Sorry. Sorry, I was doing the guitar part. Same old thing that we did last week. Another thing to do. Come on, up. Talk to you. We're all all right. We're all all right. Hello, Wisconsin. You don't know that one? I never watched that show. What? The That 70s Show is iconic. I always think of it because people are usually like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? And I always go, hanging out. And when I hear hanging out, I'm like, hanging out down the street. It's in my head constantly. So that's the one for me. Tanner. I wish Tanner. I could just be in the car during that opening <laughs> sequence, like once in my life. Right. Uh, there was an eight-day period where I had uh, the Baja men's who let the dogs out stuck in my head. You remember this, Amber? Yeah. I was so pissed. I couldn't get who let the dogs out stuck in my head. No ma- It was literally taking over my life. Like I had, we had a meeting with Jim, our operations manager, and while he was like talking, I was like hearing what he was saying. But all I hear is, like, it wasn't even the chorus. It was all the other stuff that, like, nobody knows. And that was, that song is always stuck in my head. 24, whenever there's a song that's stuck in my head, it's either Who Let the Dogs Out or it's Friends in Low Places. And it's just the absolute freaking worst. Every time the kids had to put on pajamas, we say it's jamma time. And the minute that Melanie says, Jamma time, I go, stop, Jamma time, make me say, oh my lord, thank you. And I don't know the lyrics to that either. Do the kids love it? or No, they don't know. <laughs> They're not really. into it. They're like, mom and dad are doing the weird thing again. <laughs> no clue what I'm doing. It's only for me, and I don't even love it. I'm just doing it like it's a compulsion, and it's goodbye, England's He's touching his man breast. I can't really. I wasn't meaning to. Just, <laughs> he no, kept you, doing it. You're, 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 you're just in the moment, man. When you gotta feel it, you gotta feel it. It's just like, you know. You were pushing them together. My air. My airway. And it seemed to me. You just, if you just stop singing it. So when I'm doing music logs, every like song I schedule gets in my head for a second and then I move on to the next one and then that song's in my head for a second. And if you just go to another song, it'll disappear. It doesn't work for who lets the dogs out. (laughs) I've tried it. 
Every waking moment of my life for eight days was who let the dogs out. Imagine what that's like. I can't even think of what song I would tune it out with. I'll just get stuck like baby one more time. I'll be stuck in my head. That's another one. It's a good one. Because I don't, I only know I'm the so tunes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like most of. Tanner listens to that and cries. I don't know what you're I don't know most of the filling <laughs> lyrics and verses. I just know like key phrases, and I know the tune very well. And yeah. so then I just do my. That's all I know how to do. What? On a boat on a beach. Yeah. Oh, Lady A. Yes. Oh God. I don't know the do words that. anymore because all I hear is. It's it's Lady A. You look good, and the first lyrics are on a boat on a beach. But then he just keeps <laughs> saying on sorry. a boat on a beach. Sorry, I brought over it up. What did on you do? On a boat on a beach on a boat on a beach on a boat on a beach on a what show do they do this on? What like late night show? Nowhere. No, they do. It's <laughs> I made it up, just like the balloon game. It's on <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. They ha- they say like the chorus, but over and over again to the tune of the song. Well, he stole it from. Yeah, me. he probably stole it from you. <laughs> He's like, yes, Dano. It's where I get all my stuff. <laughs> they did a Bon Jovi song once, I think. It's like you get it. Bad name. You gave, and you have to say it to the team. It's great. You should watch it. Yeah. Sometime. No, because that's what I do. He's <laughs> like, I live that. I'm trying to escape this. <laughs> it's got to be so hard to do. It's weird. Anyway. Who let the dogs out? Who, who? Who, who, who? Thank you so much for checking out this week. Of the, <laughs> I'm getting out of here before I do it anymore. Uh, thank you so much for checking out this week of the podcast. Uh, it was a lot of fun talking to you, sharing our stories. We appreciate you listening. We've got a dedicated group of listeners, and we're always looking to make it bigger. So if you know someone who's bumming, if you know somebody who's looking for good, they call it content, but frankly, I'm not content with anything. This is an emotional expression. That's what we're doing. We're telling stories. We're changing lives. Uh, we're getting on jetpacks and flying across Roanoke Park. So thank you so much. <laughs> Tell a friend. Woo! And as always... Uh, at least for a month now, I've been saying, send us money. We haven't gotten any. <laughs> Not any money. But if you want to, you know, people do like a Patreon GoFundMe thing. We don't have any of that sophistication, but actual cash in an envelope. You don't have to tell us your name. Just send it it's to It's actually us. preferred that you don't tell us your name. Leave us a, a review <laughs> in the Apple Podcast app. If you leave us a review in the Apple Podcast app, we'll read your name. Uh, if you want me to stop talking, guess what? Inside Froggy 92.9 with Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. Hit subscribe now if you haven't already. And stay up to date with the team on Instagram or Facebook. Follow at Froggy 929. Inside Froggy 92.9 from Amaturo Sonoma Media Group.